Holiday tips and wine stories from Kristen and Paul at Total Wine and More. Chardonnay paired with lobster mashed potatoes, simply delicious. How good am I with wines? Put it this way. My mother-in-law now loves me for introducing her to her favorite wine. Now there's nothing I can't do. Whether you're entertaining or just bringing the wine, we'd love to share our always low prices with you this holiday. Cheers. Come explore at our 12 Northern Virginia locations. Now open in Reston at Plaza America Center, across from Whole Foods. Shop online at TotalWine.com. Welcome in to the Fandom Vibe, presented by Nerd Talkalypse Podcast. This is your number one source for news from trending pop culture and fandoms alike. What's up, nerds? This is the Fandom Vibe, episode eight, and this is part two of John and I's San Diego Comic Con discussion. Uh, part it wasn't planned that way, but that's what it's going to be now. I talk a lot. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. We got some sleep. I have a little bit more energy than I did last night at 3 o'clock in the morning. So, Right. <laughs> Definitely good to go. But with this episode, we're going to talk about the trailers. Uh, Shazam, Aquaman, Fantastic Beasts, and The Crimes of Grindelwald. And then there are a couple other like news bits that came out uh, on top of that. I suppose we could quickly discuss the Godzilla trailer if you watch that. I didn't watch it yet. No. Okay, I mean it's it's great and everything, but like I don't, I'm not a huge Godzilla guy, so like whatever. It looks good, but um, and then I think that's it. There's just a you know a couple other news tidbits that came out on top of that. So let's go ahead and get right into it, man. Um, let's just jump into yeah, it. Yeah, why not? So Shazam, Shazam, I fucking love this trailer, dude. It's incredibly funny. It um, I don't know. Everything about it makes me excited for that movie. Like every little thing about that trailer. I agree completely. It's um, <laughs> <laughs> let's just all right. Let me, I'm gonna read this here because it's all all everything I have written down here is real interesting as far okay. as the trailer goes. So uh, this is the trailer for the Shazam movie is here and it looks like the superhero's first big screen outing will be almost a scene for scene recreation of his recently revamped New Fifty Two origin story, which I w- totally expected. Um. I don't know why yeah. they're still sticking with New Fifty Two, even though in the comics it's basically been redacted. But whatever. Yeah, but the the New Fifty Two origin was was really, was really good. They did a good job on that one. Yeah, so I'm like I'm totally okay with it. So Asher Angel, I'm sorry, Asher Angel, he plays Billy Batson, a foster kid with a troubled past who is summoned by a powerful wizard and granted the ability to transform into an adult superhero called Shazam, played by Zachary Levi. In a departure from the tone of many recent DC movies, Shazam is, a, is filled with comedy and the natural joy of a kid suddenly being given given this power to become a superhero. Billy's friend and confidant, Freddie Freeman, played by Jack Dylan Grazer, helps him experiment with his newfound abilities and use them for uh, unusual superhero antics, like <laughs> saving a convenience store from a robbery. But... The fun is interrupted by the arrival of villain, vil, the villainous Doctor Savannah, played by Mark Strong. In his who's great? Yes, and this is Mark Strong's second villain in the uh, in a DC movie, not part of the DC EU, but a DC movie nonetheless. Right. He was he was a great Sinestro he man. He fucking was a great Sinestro. Um, anyway, so he is strong enough to pose a threat to the bulletproof superhero, and we're gonna break this trailer down basically scene for scene we don't have to go through over some of this stuff yeah 
um, and compare it to the New 52 comic story, aside from, I, I mean, I can't really read some of these panels here, but, like, it looks pretty close for the most part. So the first one we got here is that Billy Basson is in trouble. Yep, he's a he's a, a kid with a rough past. It doesn't quite. He just he's just angry, you know. Yeah, seems to be like a. They're calling him a rude and arrogant troublemaker. He didn't come off as that to me, but I mean, whatever. Yeah, I think I think we'll get more of that in the actual movie, but in the trailer, it kind of he just kind of looked like a troubled kid, right? But I mean, yeah. So so far, so good. I mean, the, it looks to be the same in the. Uh, I mean, they got the kid in the comic books. He looks fucking angry. Yeah, and in the comic books he looks angry as shit, but in the movie it's like he looks more confused and not wanting to be there. Right, right. And they did a pretty good job of bringing that into the 2018 thing. Um, Let's see, Billy might not be pure of heart, but there are some makings of a superhero inside him. When the school bullies pick on Freddy, Billy intervenes and beats them up. So Freddy, it shows in the trailer that Freddy seems to be like a a DC fanboy in the the DCEU. Right, he's a DC... A DC fanboy in the DCU, and he's he's a uh, he's handicapped, and he's you know, he's in love with Batman, Superman, and Wonder Woman, and stuff like that. So it's it's all it all kind of ties in. Yeah, that's really cool. I saw something. There's this the, the one scene where he's like showing the uh, the bullet, and like the you see the batarang on the desk. Yeah, there's like a yeah. newspaper hanging on the wall, and I saw the Nerdist, the Nerdist on Facebook. They like zoomed in on it and grabbed a bunch of news headlines from it. Right. Oh, cool. Yeah, and it's cool. like really, really interesting. And it, I mean, as if we didn't already know this, but it firmly plants the movie in the DCEU and talks about like the events of Justice League and the events yeah. of Wonder Woman and all sorts of shit like that. Yeah, I'm really hoping that there's that uh, that uh, that um, Henry Cavill shows up in this movie as, as Superman oh, that at some point. So cool. Yeah. I mean, even if it's just like on on it. What if it? What if it's like um like secondary cameo? I don't, I don't. I mean, I just want him to like interact with Captain Marvel at some point, somehow. You know. <laughs> I mean, what it could be. Sorry, sorry, Shazam, not Captain Marvel. <laughs> it could be a moment like where you see Billy Batson on the street and he just like bumps into Clark Kent. That'd be kind of cool. You know what I mean? Like, oh, hey, and nobody like he doesn't know, but nobody knows it except for you know fans who were watching it. Yeah. Right? Did That'd we cool. notice in the trailer? I didn't even pay any attention. Does this? Where does this take place? New York. They don't. They don't really. I don't think they really say a, a, ter- a place. A place that's at, but it looks like New York. New York. Would that be Metropolis or Gotham? That'd be, be well, or its own separate thing. Gotham in the DCEU is a subsidiary of New York, right? Well, it's interesting because so it depends on which version of the D, of the DC you're talking about. Uh huh. Um, because sometimes Metropolis and Gotham are sister cities. Sometimes they're like three hours apart. Uh, sometimes Metropolis is in the Midwest. You know, it's just it's weird. Um, in this case, they're across the bay from one another. Yeah, Metropolis and, and Gotham are like literally across the water from each other on the East Coast. So I'm not sure how New York falls into that because they haven't really talked about New York too much within the DCEU. So I don't know where um, where it would fall into. But like, it's probably got to be close to it, you know? Right. I feel like I read something like, about Gotham just being part of like New Jersey. Yeah, so essentially, I think the way it is is like uh, they're across the Bay from each other. They're across like the Delaware River or something like that. So like Gotham's in Jersey and Metropolis is in DC or kind of like that. Or or and then Manhattan's up north in New York, you know. So they're all close to each other, but 
they, I, I don't think they've released, and I could be wrong, but I don't think they've released like a map of where these cities are in in relation to like New York City and L.A. So I don't, you know, I don't, I don't really know. They should. I'd hang that shit on my wall in a heartbeat. Right. They, they, yeah, they've done maps before of like the DC Comics universe where the, where the cities are, but the the cinematic universe is is, is a little different. Like, because in Smallville, Metropolis was you know like two hours from Smallville, Kansas, so it puts it in the Midwest somewhere. <laughs> You know? Oh, interesting. Yeah. Yeah, that's weird. But who knows? I mean, there's probably a map out there someone's done, but I don't think there's I don't think there's been any official map done of the DC cities for the uh the cinematic universe. So maybe someday. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure someone will make one because eventually once they have more more movies out and more locations out, so someone's gonna be like, Okay, where the hell is this taking place? You know, where where is Central City? You know, where is Atlantis? Where is Metropolis? Yeah. And Themyscira and Right, right. Where, where's the island of Themyscira? Where's that at? You know, but I mean, you can kind of, you know, Central City is on the the West Coast. You know, Metropolis and Gotham are on the East Coast. Themyscira is like in the in the you know the Bermuda Triangle type of area place. You know, so it's all like Central City. It'd be cool to have Coast? a map. Yeah, really. It's like San Francisco. It's it's like San Francisco or L.A. Interesting. I did not know that. Yeah, so it's Coast City. Is that where we're supposed to believe? Oh shit! I guess that makes sense. Is that where we're supposed to believe yeah. for the TV show too? I think so, yeah. Huh. I'm pretty sure they're, they're supposed to believe them on, they're on, the, they're on the West Coast. That is something. Well, I don't know, man. Aren't there, like, scenes where it's, like, snowing and shit? Does it, sn- it snows in the West Coast. Does it? Yeah. I guess I'm just ignorant. Yeah, but let's see. Oh, uh, according to Wikipedia, Central City takes place is in... The, oh, it's in the Midwest. It's in Ohio. What? Yeah. According to Ohio or... Iowa, that area, according to Wikipedia. But I don't know. If that's, uh, that's for the comics. I don't know. I don't know if this for the Flash show. Ohio or Iowa? Huh. Yeah. What the fuck, man? That's weird. But isn't there a port? It's just, it's not like a, a shipping port in Central City for uh for the Flash TV show. I mean, there's like a gigantic <laughs> body of water out there. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, I guess this the cities belong wherever it's convenient for them. I guess. I mean, they are filming in Vancouver, so. Yeah, they're filming just north of me. I, I could drive there. Really? Yeah, it's like two and a half hours from, from like two and a half, maybe three hours from where I'm at. Interesting. They film all those all those shows. That's up there. where you should go to be like, fuck off, Kevin Smith. What the fuck? Right, he's up there. He he goes there all the time. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I've actually been there. So in Victoria, which is um, a couple hours west of Vancouver, they have the the mansion that they shot, oh, the Smallville mansion that you know Lex's mansion from Smallville. Uh-huh. Uh, it's also the mansion that was in the X Men movies right. for the X Mansion is in Victoria and I've actually, I've been there and it was, it was hilarious because like, it's open for tours all the time. Right. Mm-hmm. And we go, my wife and I, we're in our anniversary is on February 3rd. So we went up there and when it's cold in February thinking, okay, no one's going to be there. Well, we were right. There was nobody there because for the one time in the last like five years, it was closed oh, wow. on, on, on our anniversary. So we got to walk around outside of it, but we didn't, we didn't get to go inside. We're like, damn it. Of course it's closed on the day we were here. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, isn't didn't we didn't I read somewhere that the that that exact same mansion was shown as the exterior for the Queen Mansion in season one of Arrow? Yeah, yeah. Interesting. That that mansion that mansion gets used for a lot of stuff. <laughs> hey, that's cool though. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, it's a cool place. It's, it's really cool outside, but it, it's even it's it's the same mansion in Deadpool too. Dipple one and two. When they go to the X mansion, they show like that walkway. Yes, it's the same place. Interesting. Yeah, it's um, it's really cool to go there. I mean, you can you can walk up to it. And you can see, you can see all like 
when it's going out because I, I, I've been there. So like when they show it in, in Deadpool, I see like, oh, there's the front door. I've been there. There's the, the archway. Then there's the walkway. And I can see all the stuff they've edited out because there's stuff all around. There's, I mean, it, it's right. It's, it's on the campus of a school. Oh, so, yeah. There's stuff all over the place. Yeah. Yeah. So there's, I mean, there's, it's, it's cool though. <laughs> that but would we're be way so off topic. Cool. I want to see that. Anyway, yeah, we're off topic. <laughs> all right. So the next thing here, we've got the train of destiny as far as the Shazam trailer goes. Um, yeah, I I was not expecting this at all. This isn't any iteration of Sazam that I had ever seen. So I was like, oh, they're doing it in a subway train. But I guess there's precedence for it in the comics. Yeah, there is. It was in 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 the comics they did that where he was on the subway and it lightning went everywhere and he <laughs> doors open. It's like, oh, I'm not in my city anymore. Right, not in <laughs> Kansas anymore, buddy. Right. Interesting. And I don't. I can't. I did. I deleted the name from it uh, from the next thing. But the guy they have playing the wizard is the same dude. The same African American fella that they had in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy when Star Lord was just like, "I'm Star Lord," and he's like, "Who?" Right. It's uh, I can't pronounce it, but D J I M O N Hansu. So yeah, Jamon Hansu. I can't. I I always I always mess up D J names because sometimes it's just you drop the J. Sometimes you pronounce the J after the D, like Django Unchained is without the D, and like sometimes it's like with the D. So. I apologize if I'm going to pronounce it right, but it's D-J-I-M-O-N, and then Hansu is his last name. Right. Either way, I mean, I could tell immediately. I was like, I guess oh, yeah, they did yeah. a really good job. Man, nobody fucking knew that that guy got cast. Well, I mean, even even in this, even in the trailer, like, you don't really, you don't really see him too much. It's He mostly has his head down. And, see, this, and this image start- right here that I have in the notes yeah. is the clearest you can see his face. Right, right, but it's the voice. <laughs> oh, yeah, I knew immediately. As soon as I heard, I was like, that's yeah. that one dude. Yeah, and he's and they've uh, he's he's the wizard now. So it used to be in the old comics, it was Billy Batson turned into Captain Marvel, and the wizard was the wizard Shazam, right? Yeah. Now it's just he's the wizard, and Billy Batson turns into Shazam, not Captain Marvel, because of copyright bullshit. Right. I mean, I know he does say like you know say my name and let my magic flow through you. So like that is his name. Yeah. Well, does he say, does he say say my name? I'm pretty sure. I, I mean, I I've only watched the trailer like seven times. I'm. I'm like 99% sure that he says, say my name and let the magic flow flow through you. Or let my mm. powers flow through you. And he's like, what's your name? And he's like, Shazam. And he goes, huh, really? Shazam? And then he turns into the guy. Oh, I could, I've only I've watched it twice. I thought I thought he said, say the word or say the, something like that. But it makes more sense if he says, say the name because that would make that be silly. But he's credited he's credited at, credited as the wizard in IMDb. That's weird. I mean, you you might have to watch Let's the trailer see. one more time, but I'm pretty sure that that's what he says in the trailer. Hold on, I'm watching it right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> I mean, that's what it says right here in the comic page that I have on the thing. Yeah, it's the same my name. Yeah, he's the same my name. Interesting. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, I guess he's the wizard Shazam, and he gets the powers of Shazam. Hmm. Interesting. That's cool, though. Which is... Which is interesting. I wonder. I wonder if they're gonna talk about what Shazam means. I in, in the hope movie. So. I mean, maybe. I would imagine that he'd like, have to. Like, he's not gonna just. I mean, the trailer moves really quickly. I'm sure that like Billy doesn't just stand there and then run out. Yeah. Like, he he's probably like. There's probably a whole scene of exposition where he's just like, "What is happening to me? What did you do to me? Why am I like this?" And and he just like starts giving him the acronym. That's what I would do. Do you know? Do you know what Shazam means? I've I've heard it a thousand times. I don't exactly remember. I know it's the no. Uh, oh, come on. I know the, the wisdom of um, what is it? Mercury. No, it's the wi- so it's, in order. It's the wisdom of Solomon, the strength That's of right. Hercules, 
the stamina of Atlas, the power of Zeus, the courage of Achilles, and the speed of Mercury. Speed of Mercury. I knew that the last one was Mercury. Yeah. I knew it was yeah. Solomon. I knew I knew about it. I've read it like thirty times on the show. <laughs> <laughs> but I've just can't I don't know. I don't I apparently don't retain the information. That's all right. You can't you can't know what not everybody does that. I, I had to look it up. So I was I always I always forget what the two A's mean. For some reason I can't remember Atlas and Achilles for some reason. Yeah. So I I always look it up. But yeah, it, it gives him basically gives him like ultimate power but in his magic based you know so he has like invulnerability he flies he can throw thunderbolts he's super strong and he's, he becomes he becomes smart although they didn't quite portray the smartness in the trailer very well but i'm sure we'll see it well i was watching a thing because I, I was really intrigued after this trailer came out i was listening to some podcast review it or something like that and they were talking about <coughs> how rob lowe voiced shazam in young justice and i was like no shit because i love rob lowe i think he's yeah he's so yeah he's funny. great so I had to, and I had to hear that for myself. So and I never watched Young Justice. So I um, oh, Young Justice is so good. I know, man. and I went to go try to start watching it last night, and it's not on Netflix anymore. So no, well, it's because it's going to be on DC Universe, which is coming out soon. Yeah, so I'll just watch it there. Um, yeah, but so I went to go look up the scene, and there's like a scene where they're trying to like vote on whether or not to keep Shazam in the um, or Captain Marvel in the uh, Justice League, right? And He's, they say something about the wisdom that he has. They're like, well, he's got the wisdom of Solomon or something, and but the, yeah. the mind of a 10-year-old. Because he's like sitting there laughing his ass off at something. Oh, Plastic yeah, Man. Yeah. They're talking about Plastic yeah. Man, and he's cracking the shit up. And he's just like, I just think he's funny. And like, I was like, oh, my God. I never realized that they you know, they made him act like a, a child. But in the movie. Because well, he, he is. I know. And I never I never really knew this aspect of him. But in the, the two iterations that I've seen prior to this was – Flashpoint. So my my knowledge going into Shazam, I had no fucking clue that it was just one kid. Oh, okay. Because in Flashpoint, they had like six or seven kids, and they all come together into and one. They all come together yeah. into one. So I was completely confused. And then I saw that movie, um, The Return of Black Adam. Oh yeah, that's a good one. Superman Shazam, and then, but I'm not sure. I'm pretty sure whenever he becomes Shazam in that movie, he's just like a regular ass superhero. He doesn't really act like a kid. No, he, he has in that movie. He's more. It's. I think that movie takes more of like place after he's been Shazam for a while because it's the return of Black Adam. So it's, he's been they've been there for a little while. Really? Because I thought but, that like wasn't Superman like training him and shit? Dude, you maybe you're right. I haven't I haven't seen that movie since, since in a long time. I'm. Just, yeah. Okay. Was he training? Was he training him or was it like maybe? I mean, I I don't know. I'd have to rewatch it, dude. It's been a long time. It's, it's a short movie. It's only, it's only like 29 minutes. Yeah, it's not so. very long. But yeah, it's something like that. Either way, it was. This is you know complete news to me. So it's it's weird to me that he can have the the wisdom of Solomon, but still act like a kid. That's something that always yeah, bothered all, Lane too. Yeah, he he still has. Um, he still was. Uh, you know, he still he still has the mind of a kid. So. I mean, it's it's it still comes from being a fourteen year old kid to being a superhero. So he he still is Billy Batson, but he just has all these other things with him. Right. Yeah. I don't know, man. Uh, it just seems. Uh, either way, I'm like I'm super excited about it. So I can't. There's a, there's so many things in this trailer that this trailer has that that no matter what, it's going to be hilarious. The like the very next scene after the uh, after he turns into Shazam when he puts the don't scream thing up there, and of course, fucking Freddie screams. <laughs> of course, right. <laughs> uh, all that stuff, and then I well, they have something here like some light property damage. So I guess that's that. That's that car, dude. This cell phone thing fucking cracked me up, dude. The your your phone's charged. Your phone's charged. Like yes, <laughs> <laughs> very interesting. Because <laughs> what kid's not going to want to charge cell phones with their hands like that? Right. I mean, yeah. 
And then that dude's phone blows up, and he's like, what the hell? That shit was funny. That was hilarious. Yeah, I, like, I love that scene. I'm like, I want to see what else, he, what other crazy, stupid things he does, you know? Oh, I'm sure. It's going to be great. And then we got, uh, yeah, we got our first look at Dr. Savannah, which I know nothing about. I don't know how who he is or what he does or anything like that. So that's pretty But Mark Strong looks the part, man. He's a bald guy. Hey, I mean, he looks, Mark Strong looks sinister in whatever he does. It's great. Yeah. I love, dude, have you seen Kingsman? Oh, God, yes. Oh, man. Those movies are fantastic. They are. Dude, the first one is so good. I, I mean, I like the second one, too, but the first one is so damn dude, good. I mean, the second one, man, like, I once I figured out, like, like, that it was just fucking crazy, like, I just thought it was awesome. Like, I, at first I was like, this is a little different. And yeah. And it bothered me real bad. Like, it, it weighed on me for a little bit, and then... I like watched it again and I was like, okay, this is like, they know what they're doing and it's really evident that they know what they're doing. So, and they're just kind of rolling with it and it's like over the top and fucking crazy ridiculous. And I'm like, all right, I'm down with this now. And I totally respect it with a new, with a new light. Mark strong in that movie made me laugh so hard. Dude. It's it's just, I mean, the guy who plays, um, eggy egg. So good. And then, you know, you have, Colin Firth in there, then freaking the first one. The first one has Samuel Jackson playing basically a street thug, but with power. Like yeah, and a, <laughs> the whole and thing a list. Just makes me laugh. Yeah, the whole thing. I mean, it's so funny. So much action. So much crazy freaking action. It was great. <laughs> ah, that movie's great. And dude, the second one with the uh, Elton John man, that shit was funny. Oh god, dude. The second, one, I mean. Uh yeah, we watched. I watched the second one here. My wife, so my, my wife and I waited to watch the first one for like God a year after it was out because like oh, we wanted to see it, but we just didn't go see it. Mm-hmm. And then we my my buddy bought it and um, we watched it and we're like, dude, this is amazing. We, we we watched it when the second one had was already out in theaters. So we watched the first one and then then went and saw the second one. I was like, oh, that was so good. <laughs> <laughs> I loved it, man. Definitely, worth it. <clears throat> definitely worth it. If anybody out there listening has not seen Kingsman, then definitely check that shit out. Oh yeah, oh yeah. But all right, so then we got the scene where Doctor Javana catches his fist, which is interesting. Yeah, it's 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 ripped out. It's straight from the comics from Black from um, Black Adam, but it's also a callback to uh, when Batman catches Superman's fist in BVS. It's the same kind of shot. Right, right. Same same angle too. I wonder if they're gonna. I wonder if they're playing it up like this is like a satire. <clears throat> I don't know. It's gonna be interesting. I, I'm sure there'll be lots of jokes about things in here because I mean it's it's Shazam. It's gonna be funny, but. Uh, well, we'll see. I mean, I, don't, I hope they don't go too satire on it because I don't want it to be a joke. I want it to be a fun, semi-serious movie, you know, because I want it to be taken seriously and get more of them. Yeah, but if, if, if it's just a satire, it's gonna be you know they'll just drop it. So yeah, that's true. That's true. And then, so one of my favorite moments in the entire trailer is the is the I love it when the kid says, you know, oh, you have bullet immunity, like it's a fucking uh, ability. Right. <laughs> right, not not bulletproof. You have bullet immunity. Yeah, like you're immune to bullets, dude. <laughs> it's just so funny yeah. that he says it like that, and he right. just stands well, up and because he's got yeah. you know the wisdom, and he's like, "I'm bulletproof." And he's like, "You're dead." Yeah, I'm bulletproof. <laughs> you're dead. <laughs> that delivery was is so great. I've 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 watched that scene several times. Just laughed at it every time. Oh, it's fantastic. And then, dude, my favorite my favorite delivery of the whole movie is the the scene right here that they have in the thing when they're walking out with the snacks. He's like, oh, "Hey, what's up? I'm a superhero." Like, because <laughs> <laughs> well, what kid's not going to be like, 
I can get girls with this. Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, and that lady's probably just looking at him like, wow, why is he wearing that? That's super weird. Yeah. That's a very bright colored costume for you. Okay, dude, whatever. <laughs> yeah. So a little, a little bit of Captain Marvel trivia, or sorry, a little bit of Shazam trivia for you since, it, since this is the, the movie coming out. Right. Did you know that the first live action version of Captain Marvel or, or Shazam predates the first version of Superman? Interesting. No, I did not know that. Yeah. Well, kind of. I knew that there had to be something out there because did you were you there for um oh what was that on April Fool's Day or whatever they released like a fake trailer for this movie. No, I didn't see that. You didn't. Oh man, what's the uh, what's the um, director's name? Sandberg. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He posted posted something on his uh, Twitter and it was just like here it is the first trailer for Shazam and like it was like a trailer for the original Shazam. Oh, that's hilarious. And I, and I, which yes. I thought was just fake. I didn't really know that it was an actual real thing, but now that you mentioned it, I've paired the two and that makes perfect sense. Yeah, no, the original, so there was a Superman, Superman, Superman came out first, right? Superman was 1938. Shazam was like 1940, I think, or 39. Um, and the Superman serial with Kirk Allen didn't come out until 1948, 10 years after it was created. But the first Captain Marvel uh, movie serial was released. In, it was released in 1941, so it was released, you know, seven years before they made the Superman one. Wow! And the whole reason why Captain Marvel can't be called Captain Marvel anymore is because, you know, DC kept suing Fawcett Comics back in the day because Captain Marvel was too similar to Superman, so they would just take him in court over and over again to try and get, to try and get them to, to, to not publish Captain Marvel anymore. And they make changes to the character, and then DC would sue him again. They make changes, DC would sue him again, and then. Finally, in the 60s, I think, or 50s, um, Fawcett Comics went under and stopped publishing comics completely and went out of business. And then Marvel quickly created a character, a character named Captain Marvel in 1969 and 68, and then copyright the name before DC could buy the rights to Fawcett characters and get Captain Marvel. So when DC first got Captain Marvel, they couldn't even call him Captain Marvel on the cover. They had to call him the power of Shazam. And then in the comic, they could call him Captain Marvel, but they couldn't use it as any kind of trade dress or logoing on the front cover because Marvel own Marvel now own that copyright. So the reason why Marvel's been publishing Captain Marvel comic books, even though they don't sell until you know until the last like ten years, is so they can keep that copyright. And DC and DC won't get it back. And DC finally gave up with the new fifty two and then renamed him Shazam. Interesting. I mean I knew some of that, but not not all of it. And that's very it's very I don't know. It's weird. Part of me is like, man, just give the name back to DC for Captain Marvel. But then all part of me is like, well, DC was a bunch of douchebags and they sued the crap out of Fawcett, which is the reason why Fawcett went under. So whatever, they don't, they don't deserve it anyways. But I mean, it's, it go back and forth, right? Because I want the character to be called what he's supposed to be called. But then again, the reason why he's called Shazam now is because DC sued, sued Fawcett over and over again and lost the copyright. <laughs> <I mean, laughs> dude, you got to do what you got to do, man. I'm a firm believer of that. Yeah, yeah. And there was there was a live action series uh, in the seventies as well for Captain Marvel, which was very fun. I say that tongue in cheek and very sarcastically. <laughs> Did you watch it? Yeah, I've watched it. Yeah, it was uh, it was um, on from seventy four to seventy seven, and it was it was special. It was very seventies, very much a seventies show. I mean, there's like, isn't there like iterations of like every superhero that was done back then, like the Avengers and like Captain America and. Well, they did Captain America. They did Spider Man. Um, they did the Hulk, obviously, and in, in in the Hulk, they did Thor and Daredevil and some of the characters, which was always done really weirdly. And uh, obviously, there was the the Christopher Reeve Superman in the seventies, which, which were actually really good. But wasn't there a Doctor do Strange Avengers. also? 
There was a t- technically yes, there was a Doctor Strange movie. <laughs> um, in the fact that it had a character named Doctor Strange and it had loose ties to magic in it, but it was very not very good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure none of them were all very good. I mean, people. I'm sure there's people out there who who uh, are still a fan of the original Hulk movie or show. So the original Hulk show was was charming in the fact that it was you know it was Lou Ferrigno would be basically being painted green and going rawr on things, yeah. but I mean it's very seventies as far as the fact that it's 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 slow paced, it's not action paced, you know, like the new ones are. It is amazing though, so. man. Like I, there are very many moments in the uh, new Avengers movie that I still you can still see Lou Ferrigno's face in Mark Ruffalo's Hulk. Yeah, yeah, they 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 used they mixed the two to make the the Hulk look because people are so used to seeing. I mean, better for better for us, Lou Ferrigno was like the face of the Hulk and still is for a long time because he played that character and people loved him in that, loved him in that role. Right. I actually, I actually met him back in two thousand four. He's a big dude, man. Oh, I'm sure. Like, I'm six one. I'm a big guy, but he's like six six. He tower like towers over me, and he's just all muscle. Yeah. Even then. Damn, man. So, but yeah, I was yeah. like, I mean, I didn't know this up until I saw Ragnarok. I think that he still has ties to the Hulk, very much like Jim Carrey has ties to the Riddler. Like, and like people can't do it without his permission. Oh, really? That's what I heard. I don't know how true it is, but like, I, I mean, I heard that Jim Carrey still owns the rights to the Riddler, and they can't do it until unless he says, "Yeah, it's cool." Huh? Maybe, maybe it's for just movies. I'm not really sure because they did it in Gotham, but. Yeah, I don't. I don't know if that's true or not because DC Warner Brothers would own the rights to the Riddler, but maybe they tapped into Jim Carrey because his his role was. I don't know. I think he did a great job in that role, but that's just me. I loved. I love Jim Carrey and everything he does. So I'm. I'm always gonna. Defend yeah. Riddler. Yeah, I like Jim Carrey. I mean, he's. I'm a fan of his. A uh, fun side note. I, I think we talked about this before, but like the rights for Batman characters are so weird. Sometimes it's like DC Warner Brothers doesn't, doesn't own them all. You know. Oh yeah, they don't own they don't they don't own all the rights to their own character, their own Batman character. Which you you would think they'd want all the rights to their character. I don't understand how that shit like that happened. Like I understand how the Marvel one happened, but I don't understand how like how Warner Brothers would lose the rights to some of them. So with Batman, it's um, it's like this. So back in uh, back in the sixties, <coughs> they sold the rights for Batman to Fox to make the Batman TV show in 66 with, with um, uh, you know, Adam West and them. Oh, okay. And they've just never got the TV rights back. Interesting. And Warner Brothers bought, Warner Brothers came into the picture in the 70s, I think it was. So it was after the fact, after they were already sold to Fox. Um, so they already had, you know, Fox already had the rights to Batman and, and Fox wasn't about, wasn't about to give him back, you know? Mm-hmm. And Fox rebought the rights uh, recently. They made a new deal to where, because for a long time they didn't publish or print or not publish or print. They didn't release Batman sixty six on DVD or Blu ray because Warner Brothers didn't own the rights to it. Fox did, but you could buy the Batman movie because Warner Brothers owned the rights to the movie, right? Uh-huh. But recently, recently now you notice, like after Gotham came out, they released Batman sixty six on Blu ray on DVD. So they renegotiated the rights for Gotham because Fox wanted to make a new Gotham series. So Fox still owns the rights because of Gotham, and then Warner Brothers got to publish, got to print out and sell the uh, the set series on DVD and Blu-ray, which makes it interesting now because with DC, with Disney buying Fox, that means that technically Disney and Marvel now own the TV rights to Batman. Right. <laughs> weird. Which is like what? <laughs> yeah, it's weird. Yeah, it's it's fucking weird. I mean, it's. 
wonder if those rights are Warner Brothers. weird. They, I mean, if they're smart, they won't. If they're smart, they won't. Yeah, why why would you sell back to the to to a publisher to the original company something that's worth that much? Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, I mean, what if? What I mean, if, yeah, but so do you think Disney might do anything with them, or they're just gonna? Um, I don't. They're probably. I mean, they're gonna do Gotham still, probably, but I don't know if they're gonna change anything. I mean, they're yeah. So it was 1972 when uh, Warner Brothers bought. Uh, DC Comics, or well, bought National Periodicals, which was DC Comics. So it was after the Fox deal. Um, I don't, I don't know if they'll do anything with it because like all they can do is TV stuff, right? So they can just make they could they could do a Batman show on their Disney streaming service if they wanted to, which would be interesting. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, that would be weird. But I mean, I know they might. I don't know they might work out a deal or something like, hey, you want this back? We want we we want this instead. You know, it'd be really cool if they but, uh, just would not cancel Gotham and keep it going. Yeah, the, I mean. Disney's the kind of company they're not—they're not going to cancel anything unless it's, unless it's not making them money, you know. Yeah, I mean, just look at the thing we talked about last night on the Spoiler Country show, right? About the whole New Mutants, Dark Phoenix thing. Yeah, like they're not canceling Deadpool three, right? Because that's a money maker. True, that's true. <laughs> so, so, huh? All right, sh- should we should we move on to Aquaman? Yes, pl- yes let's do that. <laughs> Since we've spent you know half an hour on Shazam, yeah, we're we're really good at uh, at uh, digressing. Yeah, yeah. Sorry about that. It's all right. It's all right. That's what that's what podcasts are for, man. First, I want to say in the the notes that we're sharing right here for this, I want to lo- I say that I love the fact that you color coded Aquaman to be all alternating alternating um, green and orange on the letters. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I just I don't know. I was preparing the notes and my kids were talking to me and I was like, all right, I'm just gonna do this. Right, right. No, it's perfect. It's, I like it. <laughs> so Aquaman. This trailer was something else, man. It was cool. It was it was better than I thought. Like, I I don't know. I, I like Jason Momoa as Aquaman, even though he looks he looks nothing like Aquaman. I see. I feel like he just captures the what Aquaman should be very well. But after seeing Justice League and BVS and the tones of those movies, I was really I, honestly I was worried about this movie. I was like, well, how was this going to be? How is this going to go? You know? Right. But I was very surprised with with the trailer. I, I very much enjoyed it. Me too. I, I mean, I thought there's there's a, a lot of things that I was looking for, and the first the, one of the first things I noticed is that like, I mean, they're just straight up underwater, and they are just straight up talking, and yeah. there is no, you know, it's totally seamless, and and I'm, I yeah. was totally down with that. I was like, that's awesome. It has to be. They can't like do, they can't like have bubbles and like make sure they can't talk. It would just be too weird, too hard. Right. And I I like the fact that they showed us. I mean, we'll, we'll get into it, but I like the fact they didn't like. I don't know. We're getting Aquaman's rogues gallery and Aquaman's characters in this movie, and it's like they didn't like hold anything back. They went all out. Oh yeah, absolutely. <clears throat> um, yeah. So let's see here. So we got the yeah. Wait, the origin story looks pretty interesting, yep. which is nice. And I know we talked about origin stories not being a thing, but nobody really knows the origin of Aquaman. Right. I mean, he's his mom's an Atlantean. His dad's a, a his dad's a lighthouse keeper. Or a fisherman, or a whatever, or or a insert job on the water here, depending on which origin they're going with. Um, they mate, I guess, and then have a baby, Arthur Curry. Yes. Uh, and oh, his father's a lighthouse keeper. Mate. Okay. Yeah. They're, they're, well, <laughs> I don't want to say they. I was trying to be polite. They procreate. Right? That's right. They procreate. So basically, Tom Curry mates with a fish and <laughs> has Arthur Curry, <laughs> a lighthouse keeper. Um, 
Yeah, it's cool. How they, I mean, I'm glad they're. I'm kind of glad they're. I'm glad they're doing an origin for him a little bit because a lot of people don't know his origin, and they don't. And they don't have to spend a lot of time on. It. They can spend fifteen minutes, ten minutes, just giving us this backstory, and then we're good. Get us into the story. Right. Absolutely. And we don't need to see Arthur growing up and being blah blah blah. We don't need to see any of that stuff. We, we it's, yeah, that can all be implied. Just show, show the moment. Well, I mean, don't show the consummation, but show like you know them falling in love and having a baby, and then him, him as a kid for a little bit, and then boom, we're in we're we're caught up, we're caught up. Right. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't think they'll I don't think they'll uh, they'll dwell on it for too too long. <clears throat> I have a feeling that no, like no. that scene at the in the in the aquarium when he turns around that like that's going to be like one of the last things we see. Oh, I mean, plus yeah. the training. I'm assuming he that's Volko he's training with on the beach. Yeah. Yeah. We'll see that. Then it'll cut to the The scene with the fish, though, that was pretty cool. Yeah. People are taking this thing really weirdly. Like, I was under the impression that that shark um, was hitting the glass to protect Arthur. Right? Are they saying, are people saying that he's hitting the glass to attack him? Yeah. Like, they were, they were picking on him. So the shark, like, because I heard people talk about this trailer. They're like, oh, the shark was trying to break through the glass. And I'm like, why the fuck would the shark be doing that for no reason at all unless he was being picked on? And then he's like, okay, yeah, I'm going to calm him down now. Yeah, it's, it's, the shark was definitely coming to his aid. Like, I, I just watched it again. Yeah, the shark was coming to his aid like, because he was getting attacked. Like, it wasn't a matter of him trying to attack Arthur. He was trying to get to the guys who were beaming to Arthur. That's what I'm saying. And then he turned around. Yeah, yeah. Like the first time I heard somebody review this, I was like, "That is not right." I don't know why they would think that. That I mean, it's a gigantic aquarium, but like, Jesus, man, why would that shark be all of a sudden after being there for so long, be like, "I'm gonna fucking break yeah. through this goddamn glass"? And on the day that Aquaman's here, right, right. Of course. I mean, it's he, he's protecting Arthur, and then you can see that after that, he's calming the shark down. Then all the other fish come face and they're looking at behind him and he's eyes turned to orange, which is fucking cool. Yeah, it is. It is a little strange that this aquarium is like, we're going to put fucking huge sharks in here. Yeah. We're going to put every kind of fish in here or unless, I mean, it could be an aquarium that's just open to the ocean too, you know? Oh, interesting. I didn't know that those they have those too. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, haven't you seen finding Dory? Yeah. The the open ocean exhibit. Come on, man. (laughs) Sheesh. (laughs) Because <laughs> clearly Pixar cartoons are realistic, right? That's real life. Yeah, man. I mean, well, those those people over there at uh, at Pixar, man, they they have to go. I believe they w- they had to go to marine biology school to before they made them movies. Oh damn, that's that's, that's intense. That's dedication, right that's there. That's what I'm saying. Like, I'm pretty sure that that was the thing, and then I'm pretty sure since fi- since Finding Dory was so long after that, they probably had to go back for like uh, gr- like a graduate course or something. <laughs> well it was like 10 years between two but still that's what i'm saying i, I don't yeah. know if i if i went once and then was just like all right this is for the movie and i applied everything i learned and then i didn't go back for another 10 years i'm probably sure i pretty for pretty sure i probably forget stuff probably i forget stuff from yesterday so you know <laughs> you forget that you called me out on misspelling your name i did i forgot that instantly i was like shit okay <laughs> all right so moving so, on then we got the submarine battle here which uh is the very first and expected shirtless scenes of Momoa in the movie that I'm assuming there'll be there'll be many of them. I'm sure. Oh yeah, I wasn't expecting it at all. But like I I did I as mean, cheesy to, to as be it fair, was. You, I thought it was great whenever he pops down. He's like permission to come aboard. I know that was great. But to, to be fair, if you you don't hire someone like Jason Momoa and not have them shirtless, you know, yeah. like if you're gonna have that kind of a person in your movie play your superhero, you're gonna want to show it off. A- I, I get absolutely. it. absolutely. 
So, I mean, I, I don't blame him. <laughs> and I'm assuming this is Black Manta's submarine or something like that. It probably is. So I, it depends. So I, I, they're probably it's probably Black Manta's submarine or Black Manta's dad's submarine or something like that. Because part of the reason why Black Manta hates Aquaman so much, in at least in some of the origins, um, is because he blames Aquaman for the death of his father. Oh, interesting. Yeah. So it might be they might be going down that route. I know almost little to nothing about Aquaman, just based off what I've learned about people talking about this trailer and the hype behind it. Is pretty much well, all talks I to, know. He talks to fish. Well, that I know. <laughs> I mean that that you get is exposition from Justice League. From ba- well, I mean, from technically, he, he doesn't he doesn't talk to fish. He he tells them what to do. Right. I mean, it's the same thing. Yeah. He's, I mean, he doesn't have like conversations with him. like, hey, what's up, Fred? How you going, Fred? <laughs> <laughs> he controls fish. Yeah. About the same right. capacity yeah. that Ant Man talks to ants. Pretty much. Yeah. But on a much lar- on a much larger scale. Right. Without technology. Alright. Uh let's see here. Um Orm. This is Orm, right? Ocean Master Orm. Yep. Aquaman's half His brother. brother. Yep. He's declaring war on the surface world for something. Humanity for the poor way they treated the oceans. Okay. So that's pretty interesting. I mean, it looks, dude. The movie, the movie looks fucking beautiful. Right. No, it looks great, and I'm glad. So my my whole thing when I, when, I, when they first cast Jason Momoa as Aquaman, I was like, okay, how are they going to do this? Because I'm pretty sure they're probably going to cast a white guy as Orm, right? And they're going to cast a white girl as Mira, and they did. So how are they going to explain Jason Momoa, who's clearly not a white guy, has a half brother that's full on white, but his dad, you know, Tom is uh, is played by a, a a guy an islander you know so like it makes sense he's you know he becomes a becomes half atlantean half uh islander whatever island he's supposed to be from yeah. you know yeah that makes which is sense. cool i mean the actor's from new zealand but it's uh momoa he, he's always not comp- no 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 uh the guy playing tom oh curry yeah uh what Django fett i know who you're talking about yeah yeah, yeah. so but it, it's, it's cool because I was, I was worried at first like how are they going to explain or are they even going to try to explain why they're not even close to the same? But they just did it by... I mean, they did, the, the only way they could really do it was by to make the dad of uh, an island race versus making him white, you know, which is cool. Yeah. So, yeah. Because the guy playing the guy playing Orm looks like Orm stepped out of the comic, which is awesome. Oh, really? That's cool. Yeah, it looks really good. I know... I Like I said, I know, I know almost nothing about... I know this story has been done in the Justice League cartoon, but maybe not to this yeah. capacity. Yeah. Yeah, that movie wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, are you talking about Throne of Atlantis? Yeah, that movie was pretty boring. No, I'm pretty talking lame. about the uh, Justice League, like Unlimited. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were great. Yeah, like they did, they did various things with Orm. So we got yeah, those those Justice League Unlimited was was such a good show. <laughs> well, just both of them were absolutely. Let's see, we got Atlantis Trident. I don't know much. Who the fuck is Atlan? That's a good question because I always thought it was um, a different Trident. But actually, it's what's interesting is the one in this is an actual trident, but the one in Justice League wasn't a trident. It was had it had five spears. Yeah, it was a quindent. Yep. Interesting. Quint. Yep. So I'm wondering if he has a different one. In, I mean, why is it different than, you know, why does it show three here in this picture, but the one he used in the other in the other movie was had five. I don't know. Maybe we'll get some. So. Uh, maybe we'll yeah maybe we'll get some exposition on that as well. Yeah, and King and At- huh? That's what they're right. saying. Right, Atlan's trying. He's, he's King Atlan. He was the king of the Atlanteans that died. Oh, okay. And then they're battling for the throne. 
So yeah, yeah some people yeah. were comparing this to DC's uh, Black Panther. Yeah, but I mean, if you want to, you, you can you can compare almost any superhero movie to any other superhero movie. I mean, it's it's you gotta take it for what it is, right? Yeah. Like, there's only so many revenge movies type things or or get back the throne type of things you can do. They they're all done differently. I mean, Black Panther was in Africa. This is in the water. I mean, you could easily make that correlation, but so what? Oh yeah, I don't give a shit either way. I just I think it either it doesn't. I don't have a. I'm not biased when it comes to superhero movies, man. I'm I'm totally on board with whatever you're going to show me. Like, bring it the fuck on. Yeah, I'll watch anything because I mean I like I like this. Well, I want to say anything. I'll watch anything that looks good. Yeah. <laughs> I currently have no uh, no intention of seeing the Venom movie, but that's a whole different story. Oh really? Yeah. I'm I'm very much in the same mindset as Kevin Smith. Like I'm going to watch it regardless. So here's my money. Well, I'll I'm, I'll watch it, but I'm not going to pay money for it. I'll watch it like on on streaming service whatever when it comes out there because I have I have no interest in watching a movie about Venom, a character who's derived from Spider Man that doesn't have Spider Man in the movie and doesn't play, take take place in the same universe as Spider Man's currently there, and they're not going to have Spider Man in it at all. Right? Like that's like let's make a Superman movie, but let's not have Superman in it. But let's make <laughs> uh, or like that more, fucking more so. TV show they're going to make, dude. Dude, or like let's do a Lex Luthor movie, but not mention Superman at all. Yeah, that's a little weird. No. Or let's do a Green Goblin movie, but nothing about Spider-Man. It's like, come on, guys. You have a great Spider-Man setup. You have, like, if you, you could do this, make it really good, but instead you're just trying to cash in on Venom. <laughs> I mean, it's a little weird. <laughs> yeah, it's really, it's really weird. But, I mean, it looks, I like it, man. I thought, I think it looks great. Like, I, he looks awesome as Venom. Yeah, I'm, I, re- I refuse to say that out loud. <laughs> It's okay. We don't know what you're thinking, John. Yeah. All right. So, yeah, it looks like, uh, I mean, I don't know where they're getting the word plenty from. There was like one scene in the movie, two or two scenes in the trailer that were funny. I I mean, I guess there was a couple. Right. But I mean, it had some, it had some superhero based humor, in it, but it was, it was fine. I don't, know, I don't, I don't think it was chock full of humor, but it was, it was definitely not as, as serious as some of the other ones we've seen. I mean, if anybody's going to do it, it's going to be Momoa and the Flash. Like they. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, so I, be- I bet you this time next year we and you will be sitting here talking about the Flash movie that's coming out or Green Lantern Corps. Oh, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure because we have we'll probably have a trailer for both of them. Yeah, I, I hope at least that'll be awesome. And yeah, so then we get our first looks at Atlantis, and it looks beautiful, bioluminescence, smart way to go about it. Oh, dude, it's so so cool looking. Yeah, it's like Avatar under the water. Right, right, and not and not well, uh, yeah, and not Pocahontas, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, Avatar is Pocahontas, man. I, it Think is. About it. it is. I. It's Pocahontas with Max. I frankly can't. Every time I look at the uh, top grossing movies of all time, I still am completely like I don't even know. Confused, I guess is the right word. Do you know why? Do you know why it made so much money? I believe you guys talked about it another time. We talked about it one well, other it, time. It's because Avatar was the first movie to to utilize that the new version of 3D effects for movies, right? Uh-huh. It was the culmination of the it was the start of the 3D movie f- uh, craze back then, right? I mean, there were ones before, but it was the first big movie that really utilized 3D effect for the movie and did it really well. So a lot of people went and saw it in 3D, and it became this huge thing. People went and saw it in 3D more than multiple times. It was it was huge in China and overseas, and it just made a bunch of money because it was freaking, you know, 3D, and it, it, it's not a bad movie. You know, it's it's fun. It's just it is just Pocahontas with mechs in, in space, right? It's the same freaking movie, uh-huh. but 
it's because it was all the all the it was three D and it hit it hit that culmination where everybody wanted to go. I mean, now nobody gives nobody really gives a shit about three D, right? No. I mean, I don't. I haven't seen a three D movie in years. Old news now. Yeah, I just I just don't care, you know. But like, if you think about it, it made seven point or seven hundred sixty million dollars domestically, which is good, right? It's a good amount, but it made two billion dollars in the foreign market. Yeah, it's so, crazy. It made 72, 72% of its, of its money was made in the foreign market, right? Uh-huh. And it's because it was huge in China, and it was a, it was a 3D effect. It, it's, what, it's what kicked off the 3D world. And, huh. you know, it was fun, and it was a pretty movie, and it looked good, and it was, it was I, I enjoyed it. I, I only saw it once. I never watched it again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me too. I only saw it. I only needed to see it once. Yeah, but I mean, if if you if you took just a domestic market, I mean, seven sixty is still really freaking good, but it's more it's, it makes more sense. But if you add in that foreign market, it I mean, people were seeing it two, three, ten times over on the uh, in China and in that and overseas. Jeez, man, it's insane. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, there's an ex- there's a reason why you know I mean, there's movies domestically that have definitely made more domestically, but it's just it's a matter of hitting that hitting that niche right at the right time. Right. All right, so then let's let's see here. Moving on then to uh, through Atlantis, and we got the challenge for the throne, um, which I see in the uh, in the what you call it here, the description. They're ta- they're talking about uh, Black Panther in here as well. Arthur comes forward to challenge Orm for the throne in combat. It's unclear whether the sequence has been lifted from the very end of the movie or a little earlier on, but it looks like we should be prepared for a really fun fight sequence. And once again, we'll have huge ramifications from from here. Right. Uh, and then we got the trench, which I know nothing about. I know that they're the some sort of villain army. Yeah, it's like the trench people are. That's kind of those were from those were in the the Throne of Atlantis movie and the Throne of Atlantis. It's better. It's done better in the comics at New Fifty Two. And if they're going down to the trench and showing people down, like showing the trench people, that's going to be it's going to be interesting. Yeah, right. Because in the comics, they get them. They're they they're used for a very specific reason, and I don't know what they're going to be using them for in this movie. Huh. So we'll see. Right, and then we got uh, I don't know what this is. Arthur Curry becomes Aquaman. So is this? It, does this movie predate Justice League? I don't know. Like I don't know when it takes place. I mean, it kind of has to because he's already Aquaman in Justice League. So this has to take place before Justice League. Well, see, what confuses me is that I know. You know, you probably saw that shit. They have been marketing this movie to have a comics accurate Aquaman costume. Yeah, right. And I, I, I'm wondering is it his first costume. I'm also wondering if this takes place before Justice League, which it probably does, because based on the trailer, it has to because it's an origin story, right? Yeah. There's the long-standing rumor or Easter egg from Man of Steel that Aquaman saves Clark Kent when he falls in the water off of the uh, off of the oil rig, right? I wonder if we're going to see in this movie that from Aquaman's point of view of him saving Superman or him sending the whale, whatever they send, he sends to save Superman from drowning or from falling on the bottom of the water to put him to shore. I wonder if we'll see that as like an Easter egg in this movie to kind of like tie it time-wise. Like if this movie takes place during Man of Steel, you know, or around that time frame. Yeah, that would be, be, that would be awesome. I hope that they do that. Yeah. Little little ties in like that really make really make me happy. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm I can't, I hope let's I, let, I'm hoping that they do that. Yeah, me too. So the seven me too. the seven C's are they people? They're things. They're things. I mean, they're, they're, they look, I mean in they look like they look they look more like mermaids in the in this movie. They look great. Yeah, I mean they look. I mean CGI's come such a long way. Oh yeah, <laughs> dude, for sure. But my favorite thing is next. 
and this is awesome. Go ahead. Because I was afraid they were going to go cheap on this one and kind of like make it more, go more realistic or more something like this. But they went all out with Black Manta and they gave him the big head. They gave him the laser eyes. They went all comic book on him and it looks fantastic. Oh my God, yes. It looks great. When I saw that come on screen and had the big head, I was like, oh my God, yes. And then he had the laser eyes. I was like, fuck Yes, they did not. I was expecting to dumb him down and make him just like a, a an angry guy in a, a fighting suit or something, right? That not have like the hole on everything. I'm like, dude, yes. Yeah, he looks really, really good. And the, the, yeah. even the laser, man. Oh man, this trailer was just something else. I'll tell you. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> well, then, and then they had the people riding sharks as as like you know war horses. I was like, dude, yes. <laughs> as as cheesy and stupid as it sounds to say people riding sharks into war, I was like, this is awesome. I love the fact they're just going full out comic book on this and it looks cool. Oh yeah, absolutely. They're like it's uh, James Wan did a killer job. I mean, you can tell some of the effects aren't done yet, but man, like they still got like six months before this movie comes out. Like yeah, they got time and it, it looks, it looks good. It comes out. Yeah. And it looks good right now. And if they still are going to plan on polishing this man, fuck yeah, they're going to, this movie's going to be nuts. Yeah, I'll be there. I'll be there watching this when it comes out. I'll be there opening night. Oh, for sure. Fuck yeah. IMAX, 3D. I, th- these are the kind of movies that I would watch in 3D. Like, if I can see it in IMAX right. and in 3D, I'm totally there. Hey, man, I signed up for DC Universe at San Diego Comic-Con, which hope, which put me into a, a raffle to win tickets to go see, this at, go see the premiere. So let's, I'm hoping I get that premiere ticket because I want to go. Oh, that would be awesome. <laughs> then, I can, then I can see it early and do all that kind of cool shit. And I've never, I've never been to a premiere before. I, w- I would love to go to a movie premiere and then review the movie. It'd be awesome. Yeah. So then Aquaman and Mera, dude. I think Amber Heard looks amazing as Mera. Yeah, I agree. Like, well, the costume they showed her in in Justice League and they, the previous stuff looks great. And they have like that bright red hair, and she looks fantastic. And she's she's gonna be great. Yeah, she uh, she definitely looks different than the the dude. I how are they gonna explain the uh, like the air bubble shit? I don't know. I don't know. They're just going to have to straight up redact it, I think. I mean, probably, probably. But fun story about Aquaman and Mera. When, and when DC did their whole like recent split up over the over the years, um, they break up characters, right? They, you know, Superman and Lois they weren't married anymore, and all the characters were dating or married or no longer married and dating, except for Aquaman and Mera. They stayed married. Oh wow! Yeah, they were the only. They were the only. They were the only couple allowed to get married because. In the Batwoman comics during DC fifty two, the writer, the creative team was going to have Batwoman get married to her girlfriend, and DC said no, nobody gets married because it's too complicated, except for Aquaman, Aquaman and Mary because they are rulers of of Atlantis, of Atlantan, or of, of Atlantis. So they're the only couple that, gets, that got to be married in New fifty two. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's until a- until Superman and Rebirth, and then Superman and Lois were back together and you know craziness. But for a long time, they were the only couple allowed to be married. Huh. Well, ain't that some shit? I never knew that. Yeah. You bring, you bring me on the show, you're going to get a bunch of random fucking facts. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So, so yeah, that's so that's the Aquaman trailer. Like, definitely. I've watched it like seven times. It's, it looks so good. All right. So we've gone through two trailers and we're an hour in already. Okay, good. That's okay. Well, good timing. <laughs> the rest of these aren't going to be much discussion. It's just like kind of beats. And so we're, we're at the tail end here. We're in the home stretch. Cool. So we got Fantastic cool. Beast two, Crimes of Grindelwald, and we got our first official look at Nicholas Flamel in the Fantastic Beast movie, um, which is interesting. You know, you get the uh, Dan Fogler Dan Fogler line of uh, you know you don't look a day over three seventy five. Right. Um, <laughs> he is immortal. He's an alchemist, the creator of the Philosopher's Stone. 
Um, right. He's played by a 55-year-old man, Brontus Jodorowsky. Good pronunciation. Like it. <laughs> so uh, he's been aged significantly for the role. And then it, another scene in the trailer, probably... But- what they, they they could have found somebody who was three hundred seventy five years old. Come I on, know, right? did, did they even try? The did they even try? <laughs> so then, ah. another scene in the trailer conf- uh, features the mirror of Erised and suggested that the film may actually address Dumbledore's secret love for Grindel- Grindelwald. So that's interesting. I hope it does. I hope they don't leave that out. Honestly, they, I mean, it's very. I mean, why else would he be looking in the mirror of Erised and see Grindelwald? Like, right. So while I wasn't a big fan of J.K. Rowling announcing after all the movies that Dumbledore was gay, how she did on Twitter and stuff like that, I like the the fact that the part of the departure between Grindelwald and Dumbledore and like part of what made it so hard for Dumbledore to talk about Grindelwald was because of there was a romantic relationship there. I think that's a really cool aspect of the story, but I wish that would have been suggested or talked about in the movies and not come and not come after the fact. You know, uh, I agree completely. But I still, I, I still think it's a good, it's a good story element. I hope they keep it in there. I hope they don't like brush over it and like ignore it. You know? Yeah. At the at the risk of getting more tangenty, I just wanted to ask you a quick question. Did you have you done any research research into the greater wizarding world that has been presented prior to Fantastic Beast One coming out, like the American School and <sighs> shit like that? Not a lot. I mean, I've watched all the movies. I've read all the books multiple, multiple times. Um, I've seen Fantastic Beasts and stuff like that, but I haven't done a lot of research outside of those. I mean, I've done some here and there, but not a lot. There's a, there's a lot to go into, especially if you try, try, try to go into Potter World or Pottermore. I was just going to say, if and, you go on Pottermore, there's there's quite a bit of information, and it's really interesting information. Yeah. You know, you get your sure, you get sorted I'm, I'm sure. into your American house now. Oh, dang. Because, like, I, I love Harry Potter. I'm not going to lie. I, I fucking love those movies so much. Like we did a we did a Harry Potter birthday for our son when he turned eight, and I'm not I still I'm still not sure if that party was more for him or for us, for my wife and me, because <laughs> we went all out. My my wife made wands. We my my sister made scarves for everybody. We had a we had a sorting hat and we had the whole like ceremony. I mean, it was it was crazy. That's cool. <laughs> hey, I mean, you gotta you know you gotta live your lives vicariously through your children, dude. In fact, I've so I listened to all the Stephen Fry the British versions of of the audiobooks. I just bought the American version of the audiobook to listen to those because it's Jim Dale and I've heard they're really good. So now I'm listening to the American versions. Oh, that's great. <laughs> I'm a huge Harry Potter nerd, I know. It's all right. It's all right. It's a good thing to nerd out over. But yeah, like if you yeah. if you ever feel like it, just sit down one day on Pottermore, get yourself sorted into your American house, and then learn the history of um, the American school. I can't even remember what it's called right now. But yeah, um, Ilvermorning, that's what it's called. It's it's really intriguing like to learn how that came about and that there are connections to like hogwarts and then you, there, there's like a history of the other schools in the world like the one in brazil yeah. and and she's like it's really really cool stuff so i and i think nice. they're going to make a big part in these movies at some point i know there's going to be five fantastic beast movies that is insane i know i mean i i mean five of them oh, five prequels yes ultimately there it's going to end with the fight between Grindelwald and dumbledore and I believe well, that's cool. I, I believe one hundred percent. And spoilers for Fantastic Beast one, if you haven't watched it, but I believe one hundred percent that Ariana Dumbledore was an obscurious, obscurious. Yeah, I man, I love the first Fantastic Beast. I don't understand why they had to do the the switch of Colin Farrell becoming Johnny Depp at the end. I think Colin Farrell should have just kept playing Grindelwald, but that's my opinion. Yeah, that'd have been like cool. that. That it kind of annoyed me. I was like, well. 
I mean, I like Colin Farrell a lot, and he did a great job in that movie. Dude, Colin Farrell's awesome. Like, <laughs> I, I'm disappointed that that was, you know, that he's probably dead. His character, probably, probably. We'll see. We'll see. I'll, I'll see. I'll see. I'll see the next one. I mean, I didn't. I don't know. I was apprehensive with the first Fantasy Beast movie because I was like, well, I mean, my thought was they're taking a tiny little kid's book and making a trilogy out of it, whatever. But they actually did a lot of work to make it a full-on story, which is kind of cool. I mean, she's writing them. I can't hardly complain. And I, here's yeah. the, the beauty of it is that not only is she writing them and, you know, it, it's really, really, you know, they're well done and things like that. But you have nothing to compare them to, so you can't bitch about them. Right, which is, which is pretty cool. Yeah, which is great. <laughs> Unless they get something wrong as far as, like, you know, Dumbledore or, you know, something that we previously knew. Yeah. You know, which is already happening, kind of, because I was pretty positive that Dumbledore was a Transfiguration teacher prior to yeah. whatever. But in the trailer, you see him teaching Defense Against the Dark Arts, so um, I, I, they have to say something about it. So, I, David Yates is directing this, right? I think so, yeah. Like... That's crazy because he directed Order of the Phoenix, Half Blood Prince, both the Deathly Hollows, and the first one. This this will be his one, two, his sixth Harry Potter film he's directing. Yeah. And by the time he's done with all five of these, he will he will have directed more Harry Potter films than everybody else combined. Yeah. Which is he will go down in history though. as the Harry as as the Harry Potter director. <laughs> Just like most of the actors will go down in history as Harry Potter. The Harry Potter actors. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm I'm actually really hoping like that after all they finished all these fantasy piece movies like. 19 years down the road or whatever they actually bring the original cast back for like another movie like 19 years later well i mean with young hair with with hit with the kids like and have the older actors play themselves play their characters as older adults like that would be so perfect for me i don't know i wish that would happen on the cursed child i don't know did you read it i have it i have not read it yet though because i'm afraid i'm actually i'm actually kind of scared to read it because i don't want to be pissed off about it <laughs> yeah you're, you're probably going to get pissed off about it yeah. Listen, so, I don't think it's but, a bad book. Yeah. I really don't, but I don't think it, it is a um I don't think it deserves to be called what it is. Mm, okay. Well, I should read it cuz I ha- I have it. I bought it when it came out and I was like, I should read this and I was like, "Uh, I don't want to get mad." <laughs> You're going to get mad. It's really weird. It's like it's it is the weirdest story ever. Like without without spoiling anything, what I can tell you about it is that it's a time travel book. Yeah. All right, and it centers okay. itself around the Goblet of Fire, oddly enough, and it's really, really bizarre. And you get like you get. If I say it's a time travel book, then it, I, I should also tell you that it's more like um, like a parallel like parallel multiverse type of book too. What you kind of get like a a look of the of what the world would look like if Voldemort had won. Uh, okay, and it's really fucking weird, man. Like it's, it's you're just like, okay, this is really like that is fucking they, weird. they sort of go like it takes the beginning of the book takes place 19 years later, <coughs> and then yeah, you see, yeah. like they give you a little bit more than the epilogue gave you, yeah, and then it quickly goes through year one, year two, year three, and then firmly plants itself at year four, and. It, like I, like I said to you about Solo, if you could take a short list of people about who the story centers around, you would never guess in your life that the story centers itself around Amos Diggory. You know what I mean? Like, okay, why? Yeah. On Amos, it's weird, <laughs> okay. but like whatever. Like it's a good, it's interesting. It just, uh, it's like it's more like fan fiction. Yeah, it's a big fan, a big fanfic book, pretty much. But like the things that they that they took from it aren't necessarily bad. They're just bizarre and 
there's like a lot of uh, it, it, it sort of presents some plot holes that you were like, I don't know if this can be called canon. Right, right. Is it is is it officially canon? That that's what they say, man. Like that, I don't know. Uh, we'll it's see. It's hard to it's hard to take it as canon because of the things that happen in it that you're like, I don't know if if this could be like she. There's so many things that happen in that book. They'd almost have to like redact things in the uh, in the in the <laughs> story, like in the actual story. Well, either way, I just hope that in several years down the road, they do a movie with, you know, they have the original cast come back for cameos, whatever, and they do they continue the story in the future with with the Harry's kids. That's what I hope. That's my that's my dream. Yeah. If I could pick one thing in Harry Potter to happen, it would be that. Like if they did it as a movie, man, they could. It would be awesome. Yeah, like they could do. Yeah. Have you seen? This is gonna sound fucking batshit crazy, man. But have you seen um, the Santa Claus trilogy? Oh God, yes, I have. Of course, okay, I have. So you know, in the you call this a little weight? <laughs> this looks like a little weight to you. Um, I do that all the time with my belly. I'm like, you call this a little weight? <laughs> so in the third movie, when I cry. go back to the first movie, yeah, I thought that that was particularly well done. Yeah, I, I oh, was yeah. like, oh, that's cool. Like, I didn't. It was the first time I'd ever seen anything like that, really. Right. So right. it would if they did Curse Child as a live action film, that would be how they'd have to do it with the Goblet okay, of Fire. Okay. Interesting. I like Goblet of Fire. It's a good, it's a good movie. Yeah. So like they'd kind of have to go back and do stuff like that, and then they'd have to bring. I mean, they'd have to bring back everybody, man. They'd have to bring back Umbridge. They'd have to bring back Ray Fiennes. They'd have to bring back every single person that was there. To be an expensive movie to make. Fuck yeah, it would be. But it would be it would be a really epic tale, and they could totally do it right and do it justice. But in the book, it's it just sort of lays flat because it's a movie. It's a it's a script. When you're reading it, you're like, this is weird. Like you're you're reading you're reading stage direction. You're reading all sorts of yeah, weird shit it, too. Yeah, yeah, because it just it's a script. So you have to be it to be in the in the in the, the mindset of reading a script to, to get it right. Yeah, and it just it just plays very bizarrely. But it's cool. It's a cool. It's a it's an interesting story. I would rather see it as a movie and then read it as a book. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, so moving on then, uh, the, just a little bit here. I, I guess it was confirmed that the Venom movie can uh, is going to have Riot, the villain, villainous mm-hmm. Riot, and that'll be played by Riz Ahmed. Um, the movie is PG thirteen, however, it's supposed like people want it to be rated R and uh, things like that. So that's cool. It's PG thirteen. I guess so. They've they've been they've been promoting this as a freaking oh wait it's um, the R forever the footage shown left attendees speculating the movie will actually be PG thirteen, not as previously believed oh. to be R rated. I wouldn't be surprised if they went PG thirteen um, over R, just because while Logan and Deadpool did very well for R, it, there was a reason for that, and the reason wasn't just to make it R, you know. Absolutely, is because those characters and those storylines warranted an R rating, and if they're just doing a, gen- I mean, what looks like to be a generic Venom origin story without Spider Man, there's no reason for it to be R unless they're going to have him like ripping people apart. You know. Well, yeah, and you, there's, there's. I mean, it's not like there isn't precedence for it. And like with Logan, what, what's the movie where they're recruiting and they go back and they find Logan? He's sitting in the bar and they're like, "Hey, you want to do this?" He's like, "Oh, fuck yourself." That's uh, that's X Men First. Oh class. my god, man, that scene cracked me the fuck up. And that, that that's only PG thirteen because you can say one F word in a PG thirteen movie. Oh hell yeah, that's that's great then. Yeah, you you can drop one F bomb in those movies. Huh, interesting. Yeah. So yeah, that's that's why that's it's in there. Be a thing. I know we did we did a little bit of a discussion about Venom, so we don't have to talk anymore about this. But yeah, Riot, and I believe you'll we'll probably see Carnage in the movie as like a teaser or something, and I believe you'll see some of the other um, symbiotes. Yeah, there's a part of me that so I'm torn because like I, I love Venom 
there's a part of me that wants this to be good to see more of it because I like Tom Hardy too. But there's also a part of me that wants this to horribly fail, so Sony just lets Marvel do it. Yeah. And there's a big part of me that wants it to just fail horribly, just so they'll be like, all right, you know what, Marvel? You just pay us a royalty fee because we own the rights to it. You make it and you make it right. <laughs> but maybe it'll do really, really well, and then they'll be like, okay, we'll just do that anyway and let Venom come over. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Probably not. I mean, if, if Sony's making money, they're not going to give it up. That's true. But we'll see. Now, maybe we're only a few years out from uh, Marvel collecting so- or Disney collecting Sony, too. In their repertoire of everything. Yeah. Jesus. It'll be a monopoly before we know it. All right. So uh, I've deemed the rest of this uh, all the rest because some of this stuff I don't really give a shit about. But so I'm just going to fly through it. And if you have anything to say about it, then go for it because. Yeah. All right. So Buffy the Vampire Slayer is getting a reboot um, with a different actress, I pres- actor or actress. It's, it's going to have to be. They're all too old now. Yeah. Um, and I believe that Josh Whedon is working on it as well. So that'll be interesting. I never watched the original. Yep. I love I've watched all of the original and Angel. I love it so much. I a lot of people were up in arms. There's only one Buffy. You can't reboot Buffy, but I'm like, why not? Yeah, what the fuck? Why not give it a chance? Like they're rebooting Charmed and like like Charmed or not, I mean, I don't necessarily like the way they're the tone they're going for in the new Charmed show, but I'll give it a chance, you know? I mean, things can be rebooted. I'd I'd I would kinda rather them do new stuff, but I mean if they can, the, the problem with something like Buffy is Buffy is so iconic and so it's become so much part of people's lives over the years that if you reboot it and you change a, a bunch of stuff about it, people might not like it. But then again, if you don't try new things, you are stuck in a stagnant place. So it's one of the things was like, let it happen. If it fails, it fails. If, it, if it's good, it's good. Yeah. But people are going to be pissed off because they're they're trying to make your um, African American and not white, which is going to piss a lot of people off. But whatever. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, whatever. Um, if if Whedon's doing it, he did the first one, so what the fuck? Why not? Let him do well, it. I mean, honestly, if if them making a character black pisses you off, check the mirror. You're a fucking racist. Yeah, exactly, exactly. All right, so then I guess uh, Star Wars, Clo- the Clone Wars, is also coming back as a, with a one yep. final season, which is pretty cool. I never watched the original. Can't get past the animation. I've heard it's great, but. Yeah, I'm, I'm the same way. I watched a lot of it. It was good. The animation kind of annoys me, but it, it, it was good, story-wise. Yeah, people say the same thing about Rebels, but I just, like, when I watch it, I'm like, I, I only see a kid's show. It looks too blocky and too over-exaggerated. Personally, I'd rather yeah. see it as, like, an anime rather than the 3D animation that they're doing. Yeah, I, I'm a, I love I love 2D animation, personally. Yeah, that's just, I guess that's just me. And you, evidently. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Stargirl is getting her own TV series coming to the DC Universe streaming service, which is really cool. Know nothing about Stargirl, that's but so, that's cool. Stargirl's pretty freaking awesome. You're, you're, it, it, Jeff Johns is a, is a great writer, so if they do it right, and Jeff Johns has written Stargirl in the comics before, it's going to be really cool, because Stargirl's pretty funny, pretty awesome. That's awesome. That's awesome. And then it, uh, during all this, it was apparently uh, confirmed, after not even long speculated, long spoiled, that Andrew Lincoln is for sure leaving The Walking Dead, which... Yep. Whatever, fuck The Walking Dead. Now I'm not. I'm gonna watch that shit anymore. <laughs> What's funny is when I was at the Skybound event with Kirkman on Thursday. Um, he he told us all that before because it was announced on Friday, I think it was. And on Thursday, he was like, "Yeah, I can't confirm that Andrew Lincoln's leaving The Walking Dead, but I can't confirm, but I can confirm that he's not gonna be back next year." <laughs> <laughs> and he's like, "Wait, I mean, I didn't say any of that. I can't say that shit. Amy's hey, gonna be pissed at me. Oh, whatever. Fuck him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He doesn't give a shit, man. You can tell. Um, yeah, yeah." So we got a Batwoman. Not only is she going to cameo in the crossover, which also, I don't know if you know this or not, but Legends of Tomorrow isn't going to be part of the crossover. 
Really? Yeah, they're not going to be part of the crossover, but Batwoman is going to be. And then she also got her own TV series coming to the CW. I heard about the TV series. I'm, I'm excited. I think Batwoman's a very cool character. Um, her comics are great. And I like her costume a lot, so that's going to be cool. Yeah, I, I briefly learned about her, and she seems really interesting. Yeah, she's named, she's named after uh, Bob Kane's wife. Oh, yeah, Kathy Kane. Yeah, I mean, even though Bob Kane, even though Bob Kane's a piece of shit and took credit for Batman, all all everybody else's creations for years and years and years, and Bill Finger died penniless, and he was the actual creator, you know, the guy who did a lot of the work on Batman and the Joker and shit like that. Um, but that's that's Bob Kane, not Kat, not Kathy Kane. Right. <laughs> way to way to kill the mood, John. <laughs> it's all right, man. Batman and Bill is a uh, is a uh, what you call it a documentary on Hulu. That came yep. out that that brought light to that situation, and people got pissed all over the place after that shit came out. I know all about it. I I have not watched yeah, it, but people fucking got livid. Dude, what's funny is a lot of people in the industry, like for years, were, oh, I would always be like, yeah, oh Bob Kane, Bob Kane, be like, all right, yeah, but Bob Kane had a whole lot of help, and Bill Finger actually created most of what Batman was. Like ninety percent of Batman was created by Bill Finger, but it's just Bob Kane, like because he had a contract that said his name had to be on everything. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> But when that documentary came out, I was like, yes, finally some light to who the real creator of Batman is. Right. I, I, should, probably, I should probably watch it, but I don't feel like getting angry. It's it's a good documentary. It really is. Right. All right. So but, let's see. Supergirl is going to have another uh, trans, or a transgender uh, superhero involved in the show. Yep. So that's pretty interesting. I guess it's going to be Dreamer. Yeah, Dreamer. Yep. And they're bringing in Manchester Black. Manchester Black is a very interesting character. Oh yeah. So, yeah. If you watch, so there's there's a cartoon called um, uh, Superman versus the Elite, which is basically Superman versus Manchester Black and his team. It is so good because it it kind of shows Superman kind of loses shit a little bit, but he's he's in control kind of, but he kind of goes off and it's it's pretty awesome. Interesting. Yeah. I don't know if that's going to bring that me cartoon. back to Supergirl though. I, I like Supergirl, so I mean, whatever. You don't have to. <laughs> Sorry, hold on. Yeah, I don't know, man. I, the, the Supergirl just really—I don't know—it just doesn't sit right with me, man. I, I get really pissed off whenever I watch it, and I see how underpowered uh, Martian Manhunter is, and I'm like, ugh. And I just right. like Martian Manhunter should be. Yeah, the only thing that really irritates me about Supergirl is—and this is stupid—is the guy playing Jimmy Olsen is too big. Like, Jimmy Olsen's supposed to be a small, meekish kind of guy who is best friends with Superman, but he's not supposed to be, like, this giant behemoth that's muscle-bound, you know? Yeah. I mean, I, I can have I have suspension and disbelief for things like that. I can I can handle I can handle seeing Jimmy Olsen as a big, buff black guy. I can handle the shark in Pirates of the Caribbean having bones exposed because sharks don't have bones. But I can't handle <laughs> I can't handle an underpowered Martian Manhunter. I <laughs> I can't do it, man. It drives me fucking crazy. I also, incidentally, there are things like that in, in the flash that you see. I remember specifically there being a scene. Lane and I were so pissed because you see Wally and Barry chasing after a van that they couldn't catch up to. Are you fucking kidding me? A van? A van, dude. <laughs> a van. <laughs> and then you see a very okay. similar scene in Supergirl the same week where she's like chasing after some sort of missile. And she's like, I can't get it. And I'm like, what? Yes, you fucking can. Just get it. Like, I understand. It's like, just don't even put that shit in there. Like, if you're trying to. Right, right. What do you, it, it's just what do you mean you can't yeah, get it? What do you mean you can't get it? You're fucking Supergirl. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
You're faster than a speeding bullet. Come on. Yeah, it's re- it's retarded. Like I hate when they do shit like that, but I cannot handle the fact that Martian Manhunter is just he's a pussy dude. Yeah. He should be Martian Manhunter is, is is almost on a par with Superman as far as powers go, strength wise. Exactly. And like they just make he's him super strong. They just make him a, a wuss. Yeah, yeah, but whatever. Moving on. <laughs> yeah, so Chris Klein, he is confirmed to be uh, Cicada in the Flash season five, which is really interesting. He is a a semi immortal. What, what the fuck does that mean? Uh, it means that he lives for a long time, but there there are ways to kill him. Oh, okay. Uh, he can disable other metahumans' powers. Cicada's motives and backstory are left ambiguous in the trailer, so it's not clear how this character connects. I'm not excited for that at all. Um, as far as the villain goes, I, I could really give two shits about the Flash losing his powers again. Um, I just, I'm just happy that it's not another speedster. It's not another speedster. Well, it wasn't a speedster know. last season either, and it was okay. Like, yeah, you know, people were pissed but off I mean, for so many years. They're like, oh, speedster, 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 and then they give the thinker, and the thinker is great. Everything like that. It was pretty interesting, but now they're doing it again, and I'm like, oh man, like I don't, I can't see Barry losing his powers again, man. Like it just drives that shit drives me crazy. It's so overplayed. I know the whole losing your power thing. It's like, come on, stop it, <laughs> just stop. Yeah, I'm, I'm just tired um, of it. But I am excited so to see it, it, Nora Allen, and I am excited to see Excess and see what the fuck they're going to do with that and, like, the Flash yeah. ring and all sorts of crazy shit. Uh, you skipped the uh, the Netflix news above this, by the oh, way. Oh, shit. I'm, my bad. Yeah. So Iron Fist Season 2 will be the next one coming out uh, later this year, September, which I know a lot of people hate Iron Fist, but I liked Iron Fist. <laughs> so <laughs> actually never, I'm excited I actually for that. Didn't watch it. I liked it. I, I thought it was fun, uh, but I'm also I also liked Iron Fist in the comics too. Well, so, the shit talking you know, surrounding I, that show turned me off so bad. Yeah, dude, it was so. Everyone was like, "Oh, it's the worst thing ever." I'm like, "It's really not the worst thing ever." It's there's could it be better? Absolutely. Was there stuff I wish they would have done? Yes. Was it fun to watch? Yes, it was. Right, but I ended up just could watching I here, like, a, like a YouTube video of yeah. what it was about, and then I watched Defenders. Right, I mean, could could you could you sit there and pick it apart thing by thing and like, try to make it better? Yeah, but could you do that to Luke Cage too? Mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, you could do that. You could do it to Daredevil. You could do it to Jessica Jones. You know, but I, I think it's 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 probably the weakest of all the Netflix Marvel shows by far. But when you have a bunch of shows that are fantastic, that's not a, that's not a, not necessarily a bad thing, you know. Right, I agree. Right, but I I liked it though, but I am excited about uh, what else is in this one, which is. Um, Typhoid Mary coming to Daredevil. Oh. Yeah. They have Alice Eve, who is amazing, playing Typhoid Mary in Daredevil Season 3, which will be awesome. Oh, that's cool. And then well, they also confirmed that Bull- a Bullseye would be in, De- in Season 3. Yeah. Which means Elektra's going to die. Sweet. About time. Again? She'll die again? Yeah. For real this time. <laughs> For real. Right. Uh, so probably no surprise to anybody. It looks like Cloak and Dagger has been renewed for a season two. I know nothing about the show or yeah. anything like that, but I've heard it's good. I've heard nothing but great things. So I'm not, I'm not surprised yeah. at all. This though. Holy fuck, man. Lobo. I, I Krypton, yeah. man. It must, what an anomaly of a show. I have not seen it. Nothing. But every time I hear something about it, I'm like, how the fuck are they doing this? Based off what I know about Krypton, it doesn't make any sense right. that Nightwing should show up, nor should fucking, uh, Lobo, but here we go. Like we get a Nightwing origin so, story, or Nightwing and Flamebird origin story, and a fucking Lobo. Here's what's great about this: this that that's not the Nightwing you're thinking of. Oh fuck! Yes, you're right, man. I know that. Yeah, because uh, Nightwing and Flamebird were superheroes. Yes, on okay. Krypton. That from way before Nightwing was Nightwing from Dick Grayson. Okay, that makes a lot of sense. I actually just yeah, learned yeah. that like a week ago, and I never put two and two together. That's interesting. Man. Yeah. That's how Nightwing and, got uh, his name. Yeah, and Lobo 
is you know is an alien. So it's kind of cool they're gonna have Lobo interact with Superman's grandpa because Lobo Lobo's a cool character, and I wish they would. I mean, I wish they would get off their ass and do more with him. But it, I'm cool to see. It's gonna be cool to see him on Krypton. I haven't watched Krypton, and I want to, but it's on Sci-Fi. I don't actually have a TV. You know, yeah. I have streaming services, and it's not on anything I stream yet. I mean. I could probably find a way to watch it, but I just haven't yet. I'm sure it'll be on the DC streaming service. I'd be surprised if it wasn't. Yeah, me too, because I'll have that. I mean, I've already paid for that, so I'll have that whenever that launches in October, I think. October is when it's coming? I thought it was August. They said they said early, they said mid-fall, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if it came out earlier than that, you know? Because okay. I, was, I was talking with the guys at the booth at Comic-Con. They were saying, oh, early fall, early mid-fall. I'm like, okay, cool. Because I've already, I've already paid for it, and it's July, and I want it now. Yeah, right? <laughs> <laughs> they took your money for it immediately? Oh yeah, it's already my my. I've already paid for for the first fifteen months of service. Okay, cool. Yeah, uh, let's and I got my T-shirt. Oh, that's cool. <laughs> uh, let's see here. So I have an interesting story in regards to the longbow hunters. Um, I have okay. I have yet to read the the actual comic book, but they're they have they have been cast for season seven of Arrow. Um, and I also know that they're treating season seven of Arrow like it could be their last season. Um, yeah, which surprisingly it might be because Arrow is the lowest rated show of all the of all the uh, Arrowverse shows. Good man. I mean, I, look, I like Arrow and everything like that. Um, but I'm I'm there's so much content being put out that I'm ready for them to start weeding out the stuff that's been around. Right. Well, I mean, and just because they just because Arrow ends doesn't mean those characters can't show up at the other shows. Absolutely, they can still do an annual crossover. That's fine. Yeah, yeah. Bring Oliver Queen back. I'm down with that. But yeah, so the Longbow Hunters. Uh, it's actually the first. Thing I bought when I when Arrow first came out, I was like, man, I need to, um, I need to get you know familiar with the Green Arrow. So what I did instead of just like looking stuff up, I decided to call Jay and Silent Bob's secret stash. Right. So I called them. They answered. You know, like any other business would. And I talked to Mike Zapsick. Yeah. And, yeah. Because he works yeah, there. And it was really cool. After my like moderate starstruckness came out. You know, I was like, hey, uh, you know, what what would be something I should read if I want to get into the Green Arrow? He goes, well, legally, he goes, I should tell you to read Kevin's book, Quiver. But Quiver is expensive as fuck. So you should read Longbow Hunters. And I was like, thank you. Because <laughs> <laughs> long, Longbow Hunter is cheap. Yeah. So I bought I I, I I don't know why it's so cheap. It's from the 80s. It's prestige format. It's just like the Dark Knight Returns. It's so gritty. It's so good. But yet, oh, it had a similar print run to Dark Knight Returns, but yet it stays being a three, four dollar book. Yeah. I mean, I, I went to Amazon immediately and bought it, and I, I have yet to read it, but I own it. Dude, you should read it. It's it's amazing. It's one of the best Green Arrow stories out well, there. Well, now I want to because of this happening. Like, I should probably familiarize myself with it. And then once once you read it, you can go back in time on my show and listen to our review of Green of Lombo Hunters, and then you can listen to our interview with Mike Grell, the creator of Lombo Hunters. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll do that for sure. Yeah. Yeah, and a lot, a lot of Arrow is based off of Mike Grell's work in the eighties and nineties of, of Green Arrow. Oh, cool! Yeah, everything, every, everything about you as part of my life is considered back in time. <laughs> back in time. I'm talking to you, three hours in the past. You are, you are, because right now it's only it's only, only eleven thirty a.m. where I'm at. That's right, two thirty p.m. where I am. It's time travel, motherfucker. <laughs> All right, and then yeah, so it says right here the uh, about that Batwoman and won't include Legends of Tomorrow. Yeah, yeah. Which is, I mean, whatever. It's fine. Who the fuck is Tom like, Wilson? Tom Wilson. Yeah. Back to the Future's Tom Wilson. Let's see, Tom Wilson. I recognize the name. Well, if you just Google Tom Wilson, there's a hockey player named Tom Wilson. Back to the Future, Tom Wilson. Oh, Biff Tanning. <laughs> Biff. 
Yeah, his Biff. What the fuck? That butthead's going to be in fucking season four of Legends of Tomorrow. Uh, apparently, yeah. Huh. Yeah, Biff Tannen. That huh. is interesting. Okay. I wonder who he's going to play. I, I don't know. He'll probably play Nate Hayward's father, Hank Hayward, according to your notes here. But Firestorm and Leonard Snart will not return this season. Oh, I like Leonard Snart. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, I wasn't a fan of gay Snart. He was a little, he was a little weird. Eh, I don't care. Yeah, I don't really care for Legends of Tomorrow. I can't, like I said to you, like two I, weeks I like ago, I, I've never been more pissed off than he, like, I had the, the finale spoiled for me, and I was so yeah. mad that <laughs> that Bebo was the fucking defeating, right. <laughs> defeating of Malice. Well, I mean, it's kind of funny, but. <laughs> That's what everybody else says. They're like, yeah, but it's the Legends, and I'm like, yeah, fuck that. Yeah, I don't know. I I I like Legends. I like the time travel thing. I like the I like all that kind of fun stuff with it. But I mean, I'm I'm still on t- I'm still on season one of Legends. I haven't finished season one, so who knows how uh, how much I like when I get onto it? Because I haven't was even great. got. I, yeah, I haven't even finished it though. I'm like I have like three episodes left to finish. I watch I watch like an episode every couple months because I have so much other stuff I'm doing. I I don't get to watch a lot of TV shows recently because of all the like working and podcasting and commuting and shit. Yeah. But we'll see. Yeah, I uh I don't know. I, I that show is just it's just so weird. <laughs> like some of the stuff they've done is awesome. Like Yeah. And then some of it I'm just like, eh, this is a little strange. And then like they do shit like that where I'm like, Oh really? Like I had the same th- the same feeling that I had from the, the have you watched the Ninja Turtles reboot? Yeah. Unfortunately. I know, I know. I love the whole movie until the very last scene when April O'Neil saves the day, and I'm like, um, why? Uh, she's not a turtle. What is she doing? Yeah, I'm like, what the fuck did they have her doing that for? I'm like, that seems fucking stupid, and I was so pissed off forever, and I'm like, that's totally a Megan Fox bitchy thing to do. <laughs> I don't know. Those, like, I wanted to like those. I mean, I didn't, I didn't hate them. Like, they were entertaining, but, like, I didn't like the fact that all the trolls were super worded out and like super huge and muscly and shit. And like, it was, I don't know, like the plot line doesn't line up very well. <laughs> I mean, here's some news. They're doing it again. You know, are they, doing a, are they restarting they're, it or doing a they're third one? Rebooting it one more time, live action. And guess who's doing it? Okay. Who? Fucking Michael Bay. <laughs> again? Wait, didn't he, didn't he do the last one? He ones? did. <laughs> How? No! I know. Stop giving what Michael Bay stuff to do. I don't like Michael. I don't. I don't like his movies. Like, why don't you let somebody else try? Because apparently he didn't. Do the, he, you know, his didn't do very well. I don't know, man. I whatever. I mean, let's see. I don't know that one. Well, no, no, no he didn't do the first one. It was. It was. Uh, let's see. The last one was Dave Green. The first one was Jonathan Lib- um, Libisman. So they weren't Michael Bay films. Michael Bay was, was he, attached to that movie. He was. He was a producer. So now he's. So now he's directing it. Yes. Oh God! Know, right? Okay, so tons of explosions everywhere. Got it. <laughs> so yeah, so I, th- well, I think that's it, man. I don't really have anything. Uh... Dude, you kind of you kind of put it on. We kind of end this on a sad note with Michael Bay directing Turtles. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't really have any other womp, positives womp, that womp. came out of there like that I can remember. But that's okay. I mean, that, what? Uh, I mean, do you have anything like positive you can add to it that we didn't talk about? Um. Nobody pushed me over at Comic Con this year, like last year. So that's positive. That is positive. Someone went John tipping last year. Yeah, yeah. Well, last year we got we got caught up, so we were walking down the aisleways, and we walked by the Warner Brothers booth at the same time they decided to bring out the Game of Thrones cast, 
and my wife and I got separated from our son and they like they just like started shoving us through the aisles. Move, move, you gotta move, you can't stand here. And we're like, How can we stand here? Everybody's pushing us. <laughs> oh yeah. And then we had like my son went around the back way, we went on the front, we had to find him up again. My wife's getting pissed, yelling at the security guards, like, my son's got pushed out. We're like, you'll find him in a minute. I'm like, You fucking kidding me? <laughs> <laughs> That's So there is oh, that. That is good, man. I'm glad you didn't get pushed over this year. Yeah, it's, it's good. No pushing over this year. I, th- I did have a lot of fun. Comic Con was fun. I can't, can't wait for next year. Right. I dude, I hope to someday make it over there. How much you how will. much are tickets? Just, Aren't they like super fucking extremely expensive? If you can get them, they're like it's like two eighty nine for for a four day pass. Jesus. But that's if you can get them. Because they sell out quick. Don't they like don't they don't you have to buy them like right now for next year? No, no. They'll go they'll go on sale, uh there'll be an email that goes out, they'll go on sale in like September or October. Uh huh. Um but they they sell out in like ten minutes. Damn. Yeah. It's quick. So what you uh what you gotta do is you gotta find somebody that you know that has a table or a booth at Comic Con and talk to them and they can help, they can help you get tickets. Oh, is that what you do? No, we get sponsored by a comic shop. Oh, that's cool. That's cool. Yeah, so Millgate Comics in Mill Creek, Washington, they uh they they sponsor us and give us uh their retailer badges to go down to Comic Con. Right. So it may help us out because we don't have to like fight for tickets and so that we are we are applying for press passes this year, so we'll see if we get get approved for a press badge. Hell yeah! So if so, that means we get to go to Comic Con <coughs> and not have to worry about finding tickets. Yeah, <laughs> that works. <laughs> All right, man. yeah, well, yeah. I think we did we we analyzed everything, you know, quite well, and I think that uh, an hour an hour and a half later, yeah, yeah. and this will this will prove to be Fan and Vibes longest episodes, this this two parter. Yeah. So that's cool. You're welcome. Yeah. <laughs> so, what, so what, what, what you're saying is, in the three episodes I've been on, it's more content than you did in the, in the, the five without me, that's right? right. <laughs> that's right. That's right. Considering there's that. only a few episodes <laughs> or a few minutes an episode. Right. Sorry about that. But, all right, man. Yeah, sounds good. I will right. uh, yeah, post it and we'll get back with cool. you another time. Sounds all good, man. Right, see you later, buddy.